0: Hi, I'm Steve Durr. Welcome to the Genesis Audio Devotionals. And today we begin right at the beginning. But before we do, I just want to say a quick comment about these devotionals. I'm excited for us to together go through the entire book of Genesis. And our focus is to have it be devotional in style, which means we will read the scripture. We will then share possibly some insights and um Uh, truths from that passage, maybe some interesting thoughts and facts, but the main goal is to try to discover for each of those who are sharing, uh, how is God speaking to us? How is he getting our attention? And then to share from there. And so I encourage you to join us in this journey. And along the way, we want to ask the question, how is God getting our attention? What is he saying to us? And what are we going to do about it? God revealing himself and then our response. So, with that in mind, we're going to begin at the beginning of the beginning of the beginning, (laughs) right at the first book of the Bible, Genesis, starting in chapter 1, verse 1. So here we go. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, "'Let there be light,' and there was light, and God saw that the light was good.'" Then he separated the light from the darkness, and God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the first day. Then God said, let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. God made the space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens, and God called the space sky. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the second day. Then God said, Let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place, so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. And God called the dry ground land, and the waters seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed bearing plant, and trees that grow seed bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that's what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants, and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind, and God saw that it was good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the third day. Then God said, Let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And that is what happened. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. And he also made the stars. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the fourth day. Then God said, Let the waters swarm with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and and swarms in the water, and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth. And evening passed, and morning came marking the fifth day. And then God said, let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and wild animals. And that is what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock and small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us, They will reign over the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. And so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea The birds in the sky and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, Look, I have given you every seed bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food, and I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life, and that is what happened. Then God looked over all that he had made and saw that it was very good. And evening passed, and morning came marking the sixth day. So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. And on the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all of his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. That was Genesis chapter one, starting in verse one and going to Genesis chapter two, verse three. If you've been around the church block, you are familiar with this story. Genesis 1, the story of creation. And as we go through this passage, I'm just struck by how powerful God is. I mean, he speaks and stuff happens. In fact, uh, I was reading Psalm chapter 33 and in Psalm chapter 33, there's this kind of echo of Genesis 1. The writer of Psalms clearly knows Genesis chapter 1, clearly knows what we just read. And uh, and this is what he wrote in Genesis chapter, sorry, Psalm 33, verse 6. He writes this, The Lord merely spoke, and the heavens were created. He breathed the word. And all the stars were born. He assigned the sea its boundaries. He locked the oceans in vast reservoirs. Let the whole world fear the Lord and let everyone stand in awe of him. For when he spoke, the world began. It appeared at his command. That's Psalm 33, 6 through 9. And I think... The writer of the Psalms is saying something that for me, I feel like I need to take to heart. That reading this passage that for some of us is quite familiar. And as I read this, I'm like, man, this is taking a long time. And maybe as I was reading it, you're thinking, man, this is taking a long time. Can I hit fast forward, please? I know the end of the story. God creates everything. He does it in these six days, and he rests on the seventh, and he speaks, and things happen. Okay, let's get, let's get to it. Come on, let's go. And yet the Psalm 33, the psalmist here, what does he say? He says, Let the whole world fear the Lord and let everyone stand in awe of him, for when he spoke, the world began. It appeared at his command. I think that's an invitation for us today, and I think it's an invitation for us throughout this entire audio devotional series through Genesis. It's so easy for those of us who have been around the church block to see these stories as being very familiar or to get in the typical arguments or insights or thoughts about these passages, to just see them as a bunch of stories that we're supposed to believe. But the invitation, as the psalmist says, is to recognize who this creator God is, who is so utterly powerful that when he decides it, he speaks, he commands, and things happen. In fact, everything happens. And that leads us to fear the Lord. Now, that fear isn't necessarily being terrified of him. Certainly, uh, he he is overall and all-powerful. But that word fear there, what we're talking about here is very much like that sense of awe, which he says right after that, let everyone stand in awe of him. So the psalmist is encouraging us, as you reflect on the fact that God has created all things by by his sheer command and by his word, pause, stop in your tracks, stand in awe of God, fear him, recognize just how great he is, revere him, have reverence toward him, respect him, be lost in wonder of him. And I think that's kind of an invitation for us today to find ourselves lost in wonder, in awe. Because when we recognize the, the power and the majesty of our God, our Creator God, and we're in awe of Him, and, and we fear Him in that way and revere Him, that wonder leads to humility. And it reminds me of Psalm chapter 8 that says, When I look at the night sky and I see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you set in place, What are mere mortals? What are humans? What are people like us that you should even think about us? Human beings that you should even care for them. And so there's this sense of awe and humility and wonder that leads to this kind of humility and closeness to God and worship to God. And it gives us perspective. And so when I read Genesis chapter 1 and the first part of Genesis chapter 2, I get this new perspective that there's this incredibly massive, majestic, powerful King God who speaks creation into existence and yet loves each and every one of us and invites us to be made into his image and to join him in his good work. And so I think to myself, I'm so small and yet God, you love me. I have so little, but I've been given so much. And so here's what I'd encourage us to do today and as we move forward in this Genesis series. Find yourself, allow yourself to pause to reflect on what God has done, who God is, and find yourself in awe. Pause to recognize his majesty, his power, his uniqueness, his otherness. He is the creator over all. And so we, like the psalmist, say, why do you even bother with little people like us? And yet, you call us to be your partners. You call us to be your kids. And so we stand in awe. We revere you. We, we have reverence and fear toward you and a good, healthy fear of being in awe so that we worship you supreme. And so as we move forward, I pray that we would be finding ourselves more and more lost in wonder of the greatness of God through these stories that would lead us to worship and that would lead us then to hear from him and respond faithfully. And so how about you? How is God getting your attention today from that passage? What's he saying to you, and what will be your response? Let's pray. God, today, we thank you for being the creator God And really, God, that's just who you are. But thank you for revealing yourself to us. Thank you for inviting us to know you. And so, God, we are filled with awe. We're filled with wonder. And so today we worship you. Draw us close to yourself. Change us. Encourage us. And uh, we just give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.